from the Carter Subaru Studios. This is Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's Wednesday, and uh, I hope you guys are having a wonderful night. We have a lot of fun planned for the show tonight. Uh, if you're new to the show, we just like to cover whatever we feel like around here. Sometimes it's news, sometimes it's not. We like to have a lot of guests. We like to play a lot of audio, because otherwise it's just me. And I don't know how much you'd love that. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. But I do know what love is. But thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We really do appreciate it. And it says something a little bit about you, that you like a show like this. And I think it says good things. You have chosen wisely. All right, let's get right into it. First off, we got to play the trivia clip. This is something you guys have been really loving in the text line. You guys can participate in this, too, if you want to, on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. That's 888 cairo if you have a phone that still has uh, buttons on it. Uh, so, okay, here's a trivia clip. I'm going to play you a very short clip. You are going to listen to it. If you have a guess, you can guess it on the text line. You can also guess it on the News Roundup. We're going to uh, reveal the answer at the start of the next hour on the News Roundup. And that's the whole game. You don't win anything, uh, but my respect which I give out very easily, so don't take it to heart. Here is the trivia clip. Good luck. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, that's low-hanging fruit. I hope you guys get that. If you don't get it, I can't do anything for you. Let's get right to our stories. Matt, you got some music for us? Let's go! All right, this was crazy. Did you guys see this plane crash in Auburn? There was a plane, and you can see this on MyNorthwest.com. There's pictures of it. It's very good pictures. And thankfully, everybody's okay. But there was a pilot who was flying a single-engine plane, and apparently the engine gave out. And shortly after his takeoff, according to the uh, FAA, that's the Federal Aviation Administration, for anybody who doesn't know, shortly after takeoff, this plane, which was a single-engine uh, Sonex plane, I've never heard of a Sonex, but it looks like a Cessna. It's not a Cessna, but it looks like uh, just a single little engine, tiny plane uh, in these pictures. It took off from Auburn Municipal Airport Tuesday morning, shortly after takeoff, loses power, and starts having to figure out where to crash land. Now, normally, when we cover a story like this, it ends very poorly, and somebody could lose their life in a story like this. Thankfully, this guy didn't, which is amazing. What's also crazy, there was a guy driving just on his way to work, just living his life, going to work, probably drinking coffee. I don't know what he was doing, but he was driving his car. He's heading to work. It's in Auburn. His name is Anatoly Kelchik, and as he's driving down the road, he looks up in the sky and sees this thing coming at him from the heavens. But it's not something you want to see coming at you. It's a plane. Obviously, that's a bad thing. He swerves his car, gets out of the way. The plane crash lands. Anatoly jumps out of his car, goes over, and helps pull this pilot out of the plane. I reached out to Anatoly, and I talked to him just a little bit ago, so I have some clips I'm going to play for you uh, from my conversation with Anatoly, and he detailed the crash. Just take me back to the start. You're driving to work. I think it's just, this is the Auburn area. Is that right? Yeah, I, I was driving for work uh, in Auburn, uh, on Auburn Way, uh, driving north, uh, and uh, just before reaching uh, 40th uh, Street North, uh, I see the plane was, was uh, coming forward to, uh, toward me, uh, trying to land on Auburn Way Road. So, and maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe because he uh, see the traffic uh, on the road, he swirled uh, very sharply right, and the uh, plane start 
flipping around and then uh, turned upside down and landed uh, on, on a fence uh, with one win and uh, another win uh, on a street. Crashed, uh, crashed uh, to the ground. You've got to see pictures that some minorthwest.com. It's it's crazy that he survived this crash. Thankfully, you have somebody like Anatoly there who seems really even-tempered. And I asked him, I was like, what's going on through your head when something like this is happening? What's going through your head as this thing is... I just repeated myself. I'm playing you a clip from when I talked to the guy a few minutes ago, and I'm sorry. I'm So I'm going to be like probably repeating myself a little bit here. Sorry about that. Coming down. What are you thinking to yourself? Uh, I, I was shocked. I was in shock. I didn't expect anything that happened. But once I see it crashed, I pulled on the middle line and ran to the airplane to see if she's okay, if she's alive. So, And some more people ran as well, and we helped him out of the plane. And then I noticed that the fuel is leaking out. So, And we decided to pull him far away because we were afraid that a uh, plane will burst in, in, in a flame and we didn't want anybody to be injured. So we uh, took him uh, further, uh, a little bit from the uh, from the plane, and then uh, I asked him if he hurts, and he said, no, everything is okay, just a little bit hurt in the back. Uh, and then I asked his name, he gave me his driver license, uh, so I could call to 911. And I called to 911, and then police started coming, and the ambulance, and, and the rest of the thing. I got to commend this guy. I don't know if I would be so cool-headed in this situation, because I would see it like a movie, and I would think I would need to dive behind things and just craziness. Do you think you would handle it as well as he did, Matt? I don't know. I mean, you have that adrenaline response when things kicked in, and you're all alarmed, everything's at 100%. And to be able to maintain your calm and during a situation like that is very difficult. I mean, if I see a plane coming down at me, and it's not supposed to— uh, yeah. I've you know, I've been out. to airports and it doesn't freak me out. But if I see a plane landing on the middle of a road, then that's definitely going to amp up my uh, my blood pressure no a little doubt. bit. Did it feel like you were in a movie? It looks like uh, an action movie set. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. So it was kind of a surprise <laughs> to, to see something like this happen. But uh, yeah, we needed to do what, what needed to be done. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often. I bet you it's probably never happened to Anatoly before. He's a, uh, he's a very modest guy when he talks about himself. All right, so... Why do you think that this pilot survived? That's what I'm going to ask him here in just a second. You'll probably hear me repeat myself. That's me talking to Anatoly earlier. But if you see the pictures of this plane, or if you see any of these small aircraft crashing like we see sometimes, they just kind of buckle the entire thing. I mean, they're not really made of very stern stuff. Most plane crashes don't end well for the people inside the plane. So why did this guy survive? It's not exactly because of us, but I think the the things help him that one wind hit the road and another was standing on, on a fence. And that's why his cab didn't crash uh, into, uh, onto the street, uh, onto the ground. Otherwise, he would be hurt. So his cab was uh, uh, like he's he still in the air. So he didn't crash the cab. The engine was crashed and the winds were crashed, but... but uh, he didn't, didn't hit the ground. Does that make sense to you, Matt, what he's describing? Yeah, it does. He painted a good picture of why he thinks that he the, the pilot made it, yeah. So I also was asking Anatoly, you've just saved a guy's life, and you're on your way to work. What's the rest of your day look like? What does the rest of your day look like at that point? Do you go to work and you ex- try to explain what you just saw? Uh, we just continue uh, to go to work. Police uh, start, start asking everybody to leave the area, so... and. They asked me as well. So, so you were on your way. You were actually. You said you're in the funeral business. You're actually on the way to the cemetery, 
But Correct. you, I mean, ironically, this could have been very close to death for this guy. And you actually, could be, could be. I mean, it's amazing. That's what that I was alive. afraid. Yeah. That's what I was afraid that when I see his crushing upside down. So I, I, I was afraid that he hurt himself, but praise the Lord, he didn't. So Anatoly wants to make sure that you don't call him a hero. Because he says he just did what did what anybody else would have done. Congratulations! Um, you had it sounded like you were very quick on your feet and you thought very quickly and stepped in. It could have been a really bad situation. So I'm glad you. It sounds like you were in the right place at the right time. This guy should count as yeah, lucky stars. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I don't want to take any credit just for myself because there was about four, maybe more people to help. So I didn't have a chance to ask their name or anything. But there were more more people. Helping, so I'm, uh, I don't want to say that I, I'm here. Just a regular, regular man to happen to be in a uh, right uh, place at the right time. You know what, Anatoly? That's exactly what a hero <laughs> would say. I'll call you a hero. You don't have to call yourself a hero. He's a cool guy. You can re- you can read the story on MyNorthwest.com. His name is Anatoly Kelchik. He's the guy who stepped in and helped that pilot get out of his plane. The plane could have exploded. You never know. I mean, I've seen that in movies many, many times. So that was a real possibility, and he just. Didn't even think about that. He went over there. I mean, he did think about it. That's why he went over there. He went over there. He gets the guy out of the plane. And I think he's a hero, right? We can count this guy a hero. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Not? Yeah. And he says, you know, what anybody would have done. I don't think any, just anybody would have had the calm and presence of mind that he had. So more power to him. Yeah. Good job, Anatoly. All right. Let's move on. I don't know much about this next topic, so I'm going to need Mar- uh, Matt Markovich to explain it to me, which we're going to do later in the show. Are you guys ready for... How do you guys feel about time changes? You know, we have spring forward, we have fall back. Everybody seems to complain about it all year. Every time it happens, they go, oh, I can't believe that I have to wake up so early. Or, oh, I can't believe I'm missing an hour now at night. Or however it works. But there is a bill. This is on MyNorthwest.com. You can read about this if you are interested in this. There's a bill right now that would keep Washington in standard time year-round. Senate Bill 5795 went before the state government and elections committee yesterday, and if passed, it would implement year-round Pacific Standard Time, which means no spring forward. So we would still get the 4 p.m. sunsets in the wintertime that we're kind of used to this time of year, but that 10 p.m. sunset that we all love so much in summertime just goes away, and that turns into 9 p.m., which is also not bad. It's pretty nice still. The, the, the actual day is not changing. The, just the time you're enjoying it is changing. People are trying to put this forth because they want to have more time at the beginning of their day, in the daylight hours. And so if we go back to Pacific Standard Time, and if we set it at permanent Pacific Standard Time, in the morning you're going to have more time year-round. But you are going to trade off, and you're not going to have some you know extra fun time at night in the summertime. Not everybody is a huge supporter of this. There are a few people who say that uh, if you pass this bill, there's a couple people, uh, UW professors, who have looked into this. And they say that if you pass this bill, the sunrise is going to be at 4 a.m. in June in Seattle. And they say darkness kills, and darkness is two to three times more fatal at 5 p.m. than it is at 5 a.m. It would also be harmful, according to these professors, to people and wildlife by increasing the number of deer vehicle collisions. Now, this is some, not something that I would think of, but if you are changing like the twilight hours and things like that, then yes, people are probably going to get into more accidents. I don't think the deer are noticing the time. Obviously, they don't know how to read a clock, but you will be traveling at different times because the clock would be different. And they go into, they explain why this happens. They said, our analysis showed that under permanent standard time, the number of collisions would increase by 8%. I don't know how they got those numbers, but 
They're smart. They did some sort of a uh, study and determined that. So we would have, uh, this is again from the article, we would have 2,240 more, theoretically, more collisions each year if this bill passes. And that means 220 more collisions per year where people are injured and one or two more people might die each year in fatal crashes with deer that they would run into in the streets. Again, I don't understand any of this stuff. This seems very complicated to me. Apparently, there's all another movement. So this is like kind of a, a more Republican movement to move it back to Pacific Standard Time. There's a Democrat side movement in Washington State to make permanent daylight savings time, which means that we like permanently have those 10 p.m. Um, summer uh, night times. And so there's these two different sites. Now, which one gets passed? I have no idea. So I need Matt Markovich. He's going to help me out later in the show and try to help me figure out which one of those two things is more likely to pass. All right. Uh, let's see. Really fast. Let's get to one more thing here. This was really interesting. We got this audio right before the show. I am fascinated by this. It is clearly a very popular viral trend on TikTok. People like to post videos where they don't seem to be happy at work. Or in this case, this young girl, I don't know how old she is. She seems youngish. She's I think 20. she's like 23, 24. Maybe. All right. That sounds exactly right. This is what I was assuming. Like early 20s. She has figured out, we're not going to say the name of the company she works for, uh, and we've cut it out of the audio because I don't know anything about the company and, and whatever. So, But she went on uh, TikTok, and she decided to post this video. She found out that at this tech company, right, Matt's tech company she was working at? Uh, yes. She found out that she was about to be fired because there's other a bunch of other people on her team, people who were hired around the same time, uh, that had just been let go. And so kind of the word spread to her that she was also going to be fired. And so when they set up a Zoom meeting with her, which is with these HR folks, she decided to do what all young people do these days, which is to film everything. And again, I wouldn't recommend people doing this. However, it does give us the audio, which we can now play for you. So this is her talking to two HR people that she's never met over what sounds to be a Zoom. It's also how I imagine she was able to have the camera phone running without them questioning that she was right, and she's a remote worker, so she's based in Atlanta, not where the actual company is based. Yeah, and and they never ask her, "Are you filming us?" or anything like that. And so I don't know what the laws are there, if she's allowed to record them or not. But she did post this on TikTok. It's all over the internet today, and this is very interesting. So they start the meeting off with kind of this awkward, "Hello, how are you? Good to talk to you today." Even though the meeting's about a firing, so it's not fun. But here it is, and here's how it starts. Hey, Brittany. Hi. Yes, I'm so sorry. Uh, my name's Rosie. I'm just uh, joining the call. And it goes quickly downhill, obviously. Um, nice to meet you. I'm on the HR team. Mm-hmm. Hi, Brittany. Hi. Thanks for meeting with me and Rosie. Um, we have an important meeting today. We finished our evaluations of 2023 performance. This is where you have not met expectations for performance. We've decided to part ways with you. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. Sure. Um, so I started August 25th. I've been on a three-month ramp, and then it was three weeks of December, and then a week of Christmas, and then here we are. That is rough. If, if The timeline that she's describing does not sound like she's had a ton of time to settle into this new job, but... She does a really good job of pushing back, and I don't know if she's expecting them to give in and say, all right, fine, you can keep your job, but she keeps pushing them, and she's disagreeing. She's saying, listen, you're saying that I haven't met your expectations. Here's evidence that I've met your expectations. So I don't think that that makes a lot of sense for me in my journey here so far. Also, um, every single one-on-one I've had with my manager, every conversation I've had with him, has he has 
been giving me nothing but I am doing a great job. I have had great activity. I have really great meetings. I'm picking up the products very quickly and um, things have been going really, really well. I make really great relationships with my clients. Um, so I disagree that my performance hasn't been, um, I haven't met performance expectations. So she, she, you know, she comes arms with details. Again, she's, she knows, I mean, she's fortunate. She knows what the Zoom meeting was going to be about and she's ready to ask questions and she's being very, you know, forthcoming and, and, and demanding some of these answers. She then accuses them. And this is where I think it kind of starts getting, you know, it's not a great situation, obviously. And she's, she's well within her rights to feel this way. The fact that she filmed this again, I would question whether or not that's a good idea. I would say it's not a good idea. I'm shocked that the tech company that she works for is not being litigious about this. Maybe they are, and the the you know the audio. Maybe they're too embarrassed. Spread around the internet, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but we'll see what happens there. How? But okay, so she then says, "You, they just can't possibly understand the emotions that she's feeling right now." So, exactly. am I getting let go for no reason? If you guys can't give me a reason, I'm happy to follow up with you separately to give you the data that was calibrated. I'll need to speak with um, revenue leadership specifically, see if we can get that for you. But Dom, can you share that with me now? In our meeting, I cannot share that with you right now, unfortunately. Yeah, it's understandable how you feel and your frustration cannot trust that enough. I have been working extremely hard. I, sorry, I just knew that this meeting was coming after knowing what's been happening with my peers and how extremely frustrated and upset everyone is. Um, I know you guys must not be able to understand that given the, in the positions that you are in and it must be very easy for you to just have these little 10 minute, 15 minute meetings, tell someone that they're fired, completely wreck their whole life and then that's it with no explanation. That's extremely traumatizing for people. If you can imagine that and I don't, I don't think that this is, it's, it's just very, very shocking. All right. We actually have more audio that we will play for you in just a little bit. It just, it just keeps getting worse and worse, but she kind of sticks it to him. And, uh, but the HR speak is also really funny and a really interesting insight that we have this audio to play for you. All right. But for now, we've got a lot of stuff coming up on the show. Matt, tell them what we got coming up tonight. All right. On tonight's edition of Cairo Nights, Matt Markovich joins us to talk about that new bill to possibly erase daylight savings time in Washington. A local senator, he's looking to take some action against future freeway blocking protesters. And Jake thinks it might be fun to get his mom on the radio without letting her know she's on the air. Find out how that turns out on tonight's edition of Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. I'm Jake Scorheim, and I have a very special guest with me right now. Matt Markovich is in the studio. He's a Cairo News Radio reporter. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And legislature. That's and, what we're going to talk about here. Yes. Yeah. yes legislative abs- reporter. There's nothing sexier at night than to talk about, <laughs> talk about legislature. Bills. All right, so here's what Wonks. I wanted to talk about. Uh, Kate Stone had this great story, and uh, it doesn't seem like the flashiest of stories, but it would affect every one of us That's right. daily in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it was confusing to me. So I said, all right, I need somebody who's a professional at this to come in here and help me be not so confused. So if you want to read more about this, it's on mynorthwest.com right now. And the title of this is No More Spring Forward If New Bill Passes Washington State Legislature. Mm-hmm. Apparently what's happening right now is in the Senate, there's a bill called 5795. 
It went before the state government and elections committee yesterday, Tuesday. That's right. My uh, math is correct. If passed, it would implement a year-round Pacific time clock. And we would never change from that. Like right now, we do spring forward and we do fall back. But that would go away. Yeah. And it would just be standard time. Is that right? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, it's at the initial stages in the legislature um, food chain. It's at a committee level. The committee would have to pass it. Then the House and the Senate would have to pass something. And the governor have to sign it. So it's got a long way to go. Yeah. So, again, we're talking about standard time versus uh, daylight saving time. And this is different because this is not the first time people have attempted to make a permanent clock, well, right? Uh, that's right. A lot of people have been complaining about standards uh, staying with daylight saving time because that gives you more time in the afternoon and in the evening. Think of it as a 10 p.m. sunset versus a 9 p.m. sunset. We are very familiar with that up here in the Pacific Northwest. We yeah. like our 10 p.m. sunsets. We love them. I yeah. love them. That's yeah. like the thing that jumped out at me in this article. I was like, well, I don't want to lose the 10 p.m. sunset. That's a That's very right. fun thing about summertime. Summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so daylight saving time is a 10 p.m. sunset. Standard time uh, is a 9 p.m. sunset. Now, here's the rub. Washington State has already passed a law and did so in 2019 that says if the federal government decides that states can decide what time zone they want to be in or what time they want to be in, we have a law ready to go. We are gung-ho into daylight saving time, the 10 p.m. sunset. Making that permanent. Making that permanent. Got it. We got one on the books. It's all contingent if Congress gives the ability of states to make that determination. So no falling back. But that takes a long time for Congress to approve those well, things. Well, Congress has had that. It's actually passed the Senate in Congress. It hasn't passed the House. Patty Murray was a big pusher on that one. Our own Senator Patty Murray. So there it sits at Congress on regarding daylight saving. There's no initiative on the House side, which is the majority of Republicans right now. There just hasn't been any oomph to do that at Congress. So states are left with the one option that they do have, which is they have, Congress has allowed states to go to standard time permanently if they want. So why would one need a congressional, and then maybe it's just semantics and who cares, but one would need a congressional approval to go to daylight savings time, the 10 p.m. Yeah. The other one, the Pacific time, we could just decide we want to do and the state doesn't need approval from the that's from right congress has given the states the ability to go to standard time so right now arizona alaska uh, not alaska arizona hawaii the samoan islands uh puerto rico um just some outliers have adopted standard time as their permanent time so there's no shifting in those states they're yeah. always I'll call it the 9 p.m. sunset, uh, put it in that way. Uh, it's also a time, if you have standard time, you actually have the sun rising when kids are going to school rather than being in the dark, uh, which would be standard, would be daylight saving time. So that's one of the reasons why people want to have standard time is the argument the kids can go to school with some light out. Uh, and so some states like Arizona, like I just said, you know, Hawaii have adopted that. Now, what Kate was talking about and what's now before uh, our legislature is a bill uh, to make standard time permanent in Washington state. Now it's always been daylight saving because that's what people want that again, that 10 PM sunset in Washington state. But now there's a bill. Let's just make it permanent standard time and, and, and what, give, give up the idea of uh, daylight saving in the 10 p.m. sunset. This, this debate has been going on for a long time. So Correct. why do you think this, I mean, what's the impetus for this, this, Conf not confusion, but this debate, like why are people so uncomfortable with changing their clocks? Is it just because it messes with your schedule yes. and yeah. people are just saying enough is enough. 
This yeah. is an ancient thing. We don't need to do this anymore. I was looking into this a little bit, so a little history lesson for anybody interested. We first had daylight savings time uh, uh, in the United States in 1918, and it was a wartime effort. And they put it forth as a way to be more productive. They wanted to stretch out the daylight hours so that they could be more productive in making things for the war, but also saving the cost of making things at night, which is a lot more mm -hmm. expensive because you have a lot of electricity and all those different things that you have mm -hmm. to provide for. So back in 1918, that was the thing. But then people were not super excited about it after the war ended, so they changed it back and they stopped doing it. So it's been this like flip-flopping mm -hmm. that they've been doing forever and mm -hmm. apparently we're still debating it yeah well we're still debating it and so again you have to to put the politics involved in this this is a republican-led initiative or an, i shouldn't say initiative uh bill yeah um and again republicans are in the minor minority in olympia in the house senate and the governorship obviously is a democrat every uh, the republicans are a minority so republicans are really good at throwing out some ideas that a lot of people may like but won't pass in the legislature because they're a minority party. And then maybe the Democrats are saying, you know, we want to, we have our bill. We've passed our bill in 2019. We need to lobby Congress to give us the ability to create our own time, so to speak. So the Democrats are behind that. They're ready to go. Why should we give up the fight and pass this something that us Democrats really don't want? And a lot of people in the state don't want is give up their 10 PM sunset. So, sure. so, that's the initiative. That's the reasoning why you're hearing about this bill right now. And it's an alternative and kind of throwing in the towel, so to speak, of what a lot of people in the state of Washington want. And those 10 p.m. sunsets. I lived in uh, I lived in Hawaii in college. And that's the first time I've ever lived in a state that had no time change. And it is something you I mean, you very quickly get used to it, just mm -hmm. like we do when we change our clocks twice mm -hmm. a year here. But I kind of liked it. I mean, I kind of like the idea that you're just never changing during the year. But on the flip side of that, Hawaii is a very different climate than Washington. And so Correct. And you're closer to the equator, so yes. you don't have these big time sunset changes. Like right know? now, when I'm driving into work and, you know, it's late in the afternoon, thankfully the sun is starting to stay out a little bit later, mm -hmm. you know, seven, eight minutes, whatever it is, nightly. But it still is very dark at this mm -hmm. time of year right now. So... If we didn't have this, we would be what? Like it would be an hour later than it is right now or an hour earlier. So right now, uh, at this time we're talking, you would be an hour later. An hour later. Okay. So I, so this is all very confusing yeah. to me. <laughs> it's just confusing. Well, Hawaii, my daughter's in Hawaii right now. So she, I've learned that, you know, right now they switch to two hours. She's two hours difference between us on the West Coast. Yeah. In the summertime, it's three hours. Uh, but they're not switching. You're switching. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, we're switching we're here switching, in Washington. Yeah. yeah. They're stuck on they're standard stuck. time. They're, they've voted it in. And but like you said, we're having all this conversation, and if what you're saying is correct, then it's not likely to pass anyway. So, yeah, reading the tea leaves and all this, and that's that's my analysis, if you want to say it, is that this is a, an attempt by a lot of people who want standard time, the ability to have kids walk to school when there's daylight, you know, in those areas, rural areas and city areas. Uh, allows for more daylight for kids to go to school. That's the main argument to keep standard time in this, like this day and age that you're talking about with technologies change. We're not on a farm. Sure. We're not a rural economy now. Um, so people want to have some light in the morning, primarily for school reasons. That's the main argument. There's lots of other ones, but that's the main one. And so people are saying, well, let's just pass, let's float this bill that says, let's do standard time, give kids time to walk in school with some light, and we're going to throw it out and see if it sticks in the legislature. Now, my analysis is 
I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Not going to pass. It, well, it, it, whether it gets out of committee, maybe it gets out of committee. Doubtful. Um, uh, I don't think there's a companion bill in the in the uh, Senate or excuse me, the House, and and the we've already because we've already passed a bill as recent as 2019, calling on the Congress and Senator Murray is lobbying on behalf of Washington State. So they've already got Demo- – Democrats already have their own. Now Republicans are saying we want ours an hour earlier. So they're yeah, – Demo- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's lobbying going on there. The focus is on Congress and in the other Washington. Sure. That needs to change and give states the opportunity to do this. And 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 to her credit, Senator Murray has been lobbying hard. And she's a pretty high-ranking Democrat in Olympia. Yeah, she's been there forever. Yeah. So – She's lobbying hard for to make Congress take action on that on the House side, even though the Senate has already, um, and that's where we that's where we sit. That's where we are. That's where right. we sit. We'll, we'll keep track of it, but for now, nobody needs to change their clocks. Keep them uh, keep them where they're at right now. All right, Matt Markovich, thank you so much for coming on. Anytime, Jake. All right, we got a lot more coming up. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Kyber Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. I want to play just uh, one more of these clips. We played uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, we played some clips of a young lady who was being fired from a tech company. We didn't say the name of the tech company. But she posted this video on TikTok. And she actually does a really good job. I, I want to commend her. If she is, if she was as good as an employee as she seems to be competent in this video, I'm actually surprised that they fired her. I think it probably says more about where the company is than what she's doing personally there at the on the job. It's they pro- the pressure of tech company sales metrics. You got to do it fast. You got to hit these numbers, or they just shed the employees. Basically, they. I mean, very uh, tech companies overhire all the time too. I mean, like if some tiny little thing ticks up, they go, "All right, we need a thousand new people," and then they hire them, and then they really quickly figure out, "All right, maybe we don't need five hundred of those new folks," and they let them go. So maybe she got caught in that net. I don't know, but. She was telling them, she says, hey, you don't understand how this feels. And then and then she asked them, she's like, listen, I don't have never talked to you guys before. I don't know who you guys are. Do you even know who you're talking to right now? Like this, you're kind of a faceless. I mean, they weren't faceless. It was a Zoom. I assume they had faces. But she has never seen them before. And how bizarre that would be because her manager, who she's having these meetings with all the time, is never actually on the, isn't actually on this call. These are just two people they brought in, probably like a firing company and and letting her go. Can you explain what those performance metrics are? Or is that just like a, a, a vague term to give to everyone that you're speaking to today? I'll say that the, the performance indicators and performance metrics are, while they are, we're not able to go into specifics and we won't, there's no situation where we will be able to go into Do you guys specifics. even know? Do you guys even know like why, like who you're talking to each day? Like every single 10, 15 minutes, do you guys even know who you're talking to? Like why you're letting these people go when you don't even understand like the kind of work and everything that they've put in. I hear you and what you're saying. <laughs> and they just, I mean, I, I feel bad for her cause she's being fired. I feel bad for these HR people because this is their job. They have to do this all day. In fact, do you guys remember this movie? There's a movie back in 2009 called up in the air with George Clooney. Did you ever see that? That Matt? was exactly what I was thinking of when you said people that fire people. Yeah. I love that movie. So that's a movie that was starring George Clooney and Anna Kendrick and it kind of like turned Anna Kendrick into a movie star. But the premise of that movie is that George Clooney is a guy who flies around the country 
He's up in the air. Get it? That's what the movie's about. He's up in the air. Also, the future when you're fired is up in the air. So he's up in the air, and he's flying to all these different places all around the country, and he goes into these companies, and he sits down, and he's got a packet of books, and he has to explain to people he's never met before why they're fired. And not only that, he has to somehow send them out with a little bit of kindness so they don't take action against the company or do something crazy. Here's a little clip of George Clooney. If I was getting fired by George Clooney, he has a much softer touch than these HR people do. Did I do something wrong? I mean, is there something I can do differently here? This is not an assessment of your productivity. You gotta try not to take this personally. <sighs> Steven, I want you to review this pack. Take it seriously. I think you're gonna find a lot of good answers in here. I'm sure this is gonna be very helpful, a packet. Thank you, um, packet. Well, anybody who ever built an empire or changed the world said where you are right now. And it's because they sat there they were able to do it. That's the truth. I'm going to need your key card. <laughs> I'm going to need your key card. You know, the truth is, that is very, very true. I was thinking about this as I was playing that clip and as I was watching this girl be fired. I understand at 23 how she probably feels like, oh, this is crazy and it's making me feel like very unvalued, unvalued and, and like her, her future is in, in, in question. And I totally understand that. It makes total sense. But it is also such a good experience to not get something that you want and to be fired from something. I can't tell you how many different jobs that I've had where your perspective changes. You leave the job, your perspective changes, and suddenly this thing that you thought you couldn't live without, you very quickly find like, oh, wow, like we're really adaptable as human beings. And we have all these talents that maybe you're not using. And so you find a different way to use those talents, and you find a different way to be creative, and you find a different way to make money. And, you know, you end up feeling like, hey, that happened for a reason. And that's a good thing sometimes. And you get to feel that way right until the rent comes due. Yes, well, it depends. Yeah, that's not a fun part of it. But... These are like massive growth times, and growth times can be very, very are always wonderful in the long in the long run. All right, um, let's see. We've got a lot more coming up on the show. We're going to give you your trivia answers next at the start, at the very top of the news roundup, and it's everybody's favorite segment, so you're not going to want to miss it. News roundup coming up next. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights.